In the book of Numbers chapter 13. Book of Numbers chapter, you don't have to stand tonight. I'm going to just read a little bit. Thank you, Daryl. You're so kind. And a lot of times I do ask you to stand. We always honor the word of the Lord. and Y'all are so used to it. But stay seated because if you're tired as me, you need to sit down. Amen. Numbers 13, verse 33. The Bible said, and there we saw the giants. There we saw the giants. The sons of Anak which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So we were in their sight. I, I, I'm going I'm to talk about that one little phrase, there we saw the giants. Everybody say, there we saw the giants. Now, I, I, I'm, I can tell you the story of Israel and and they're wandering in the wilderness, and now they have come to a place called Kadesh Barnea. And, and uh, 12 spies were sent over by Moses into the land to see what was there. And they came back. I'm just shortening the story. They came back. And the 10 spies said this. There were giants over there. And... They made us look like grasshoppers in our own sight. We can't go. Their report was, we, we, there's no way we can overcome the giants. But there was two guys in that 12 whose names were Joshua and Caleb who said we are well able to take that land. As a matter of fact, if you, go to, if you go to the word of the Lord and begin to read just a little bit, uh, go down to, to Numbers 14, uh, the Bible said in verse 7, they, they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding and good land. Y'all pardon me, my phone's ringing in my ear hearing aids was a good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only, he said, rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from him, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. In other words, we can take that land. It was Joshua and Caleb. If you study the history of what all happened, you will find that when the crossing over into the, uh, the Jordan, into the land of Canaan, it was Joshua and Caleb that possessed the land because they were men of great faith. Now, I, I said all of that to say this. I'm not here just to preach. I could preach tonight about whose report would you believe? Are you going to believe the ten doubters or are you going to believe two of faith? Are you going to believe those that only see giants? But I'm going to preach about giants tonight because in every one of our lives there are giants. The devil makes sure that we as people of faith see giants. Giants in our lives stand for great difficulties. 
And giants are stalking us every moment of every day. They are in our families. They are in our church. They are in our social life. They are in our hearts. They are in our businesses. And you as a person of faith have to learn to overcome the giants. I want to tell you what the Bible said. There are no impossibilities with God. There's nothing that God cannot handle in your life. There's nothing too big for him. There's nothing too small for him. God's concerned about his children. And so when the devil creates giants in our life, the men of faith, the men of faith, they, they said this, they are bread for us. You go read the scriptures. They said they are just bread for us and we will eat them up. In other words, all we've got to do is go because God is giving them in our hands. But the doubters said, oh, oh no, brother. Oh no, these are the sons of Anak. The, these, these giants are so huge. We just look like grasshoppers in our own eyes. We're no match for the giant. I've come on a Wednesday night, first Wednesday of December, to tell you that we can match the giant. I'm here to tell you there is nothing that God cannot fix and God cannot take care of in our lives. It doesn't matter what you're up against. The difficulty you're facing today. You may be up, a up against a difficulty in your prayer life. You may be having some kind of family issue. It may be finances tonight. I don't know what it is, but I've come to tell you that the, the giants are just bread for us. Somebody say they're just bread for us. We're going to eat them up. It's what the word of God said. Joshua and Caleb said they're no match. Now the fact is, unless you have overcoming faith, you, you, you're going to be eaten up. But if you have faith in God, you can't do this by yourself. You don't have enough strength by yourself. You don't have enough power by yourself. But I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. That's why you got to get up every morning with faith. And you walk by faith and not by sight. And you live by faith. Hallelujah. You live every day with faith in your heart. There's nothing going to take take me. There's nothing going to overcome me. There's nothing going to stop me. There's nothing going to destroy me. I'm here to tell you tonight, everybody in this room faces your own giant. You got it? Amen. So it was when Israel, listen to me, was going forward that the giants appeared. You know, they came to Kadesh Barnea one time and turned around and left and didn't cross over. And the Lord got mad. And God said, I'm going to kill the whole bunch of you and leave you in the wilderness and your bones to bleach and dry in the desert. And he killed everybody over 20 years old. Hello? He let them all die in the wilderness. Everything over, every man over 20 years old died in the wilderness except two. And that was Joshua and Caleb. Why? Because the Lord was not pleased with them 
when they did not follow him in faith. They had already been to Kadesh Barnea. They, they, they were there within two years, and then they turned around, and for 38 more years, they wandered in a wilderness, and God still loved them because they're his children, and God still kept his hand upon them. Let manna fall out of the sky. Let quail come out of the sky. Let water come out of a rock. Give them shoes that never wore out. Clothes that never wore out. Fed them, clothed them, took care of them. Gave them a compass every morning and every night. They had a cloud every day they could follow. They had a fire every night they could follow. God was still on their side, but he wasn't happy because they didn't have faith that they could go into the land of, of Canaan. Let me tell you something right now. Hear me and hear me well. When God says it's time, it's time. And when God gives it to you, you got to take it. you got to move in faith. That is why the New Testament said it is in him that we live and we move and we have our being. Somebody say it with me. In him. That's in Jesus Christ. We, we live and we move and we have our being. We're only here because of God. We're only here because of his power. We're only here because of the anointing of the Lord upon our lives. You got to keep walking in faith. And every time the devil throws a giant in your path, you got to say, uh-uh. No, no, no. Because the promise of Canaan land is still the promise of Canaan land. Hallelujah. So when you go forward, there's giants, Israel. But when you went back in the wilderness, there were none. But you missed the promise. In order to get the promise, you may have to encounter giants. Hello. If you get what God's got for you, there may be some moments in your life that you fear for your life. You know, there is, there is a, a prevalent idea that the power of God, listen to me closely right here, the power of God in human life should lift us up above all trials and troubles. But darling, that is not so. He did not say, I will take you over it. He did not even say, I will take you around it. He said, I will take you through it. Some things you got to go through. Amen. Somebody said, well, I've been through hell. Well, here's the good news. When you come through hell, you're going to come out on fire. Think about that. Amen. That's a little cliche we all use. Well, I just been through hell. Well, I, I, I want to tell you, when you come through hell, there's going to be fire on you. And so that's a good thing. But the fact is that the power of God brings conflict and struggle in our life and lets us face giants to make our faith strong. We become better people when we face giants in our life. We become sounder Christians. We become more solid Christians when we face giants in our life. It is in the time 
time of facing giants that I learned to pray. It is the time of facing giants that I learned to get close to him because suddenly I realize I, I can't do this by myself. God, you got to get me and you got to take me through this and you got to be with me through this. There are no giants that can stop God. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm going to read you tonight what the Apostle Paul had to say in the book of 2 Corinthians in verse chapter 4 and verse 7. Here, here's, here's what he said. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the excellency of the power of be, may be of God and not of us. Here's what he said, though. Notice this next verse. We are troubled on every side. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Listen now. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. This is what Paul was saying. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us but life in you. I, I, I want to I give you a couple of things very quickly to think about tonight. Here is, is what some of the commentators said about that passage of Scripture. It is a ceaseless struggle, a strenuous struggle. It's impossible to express in the English, English language the forcible language of the original text. There are five actual pictures of in succession, and here's one of them. The first one, the literal translation said, we are crowded on every side, but we are not crushed. We may be closed in, but God's got this. He won't crush us. The devil can't crush us. We're not, we're not going down. We're going up. Somebody shout amen. The second picture is one whose way seems utterly closed and yet he has passed through. There is light enough to show him the next step. Here's what the revised version translated and it's what it said, perplexed but not unto despair. One writer said it this way, one theologian, without a way but not without a byway. In other words, when there is a way, there is another way. When there is a way that has been stopped, God performs and he makes a way of escape. Did he not say that I won't put anything on you that you can't bear? But with every temptation, somebody shout every temptation. With every temptation, he's going to make a way of escape. There may not be a way, but there is a byway. I want to show you what Paul was talking about. Here's the third. Here's the third figure. Is that of an enemy in hot pursuit while the divine defender stands by and he's not left alone. Here's what a writer said. He said, 
pursued but not abandoned pursued but not abandoned that's another picture the fourth picture is this we're overthrown but we're not overcome you may knock me down but you can't knock me out because I know how to fight giants you don't fight giants with a sword and a spear you fight giants on the knee you fight giants in a prayer room you fight giants pushing the table the plate back from the table you put you fight giants with spiritual somebody called me this week and 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 they were they were having all kind of issues in their life it's been a few days ago now and it's somebody in this church but but they said pastor and they began to tell me all the things that were happening and I was driving down the road I was just listening and when when they got through I said honey that that that's spiritual warfare you you got to fight that in a spiritual means you can't put up your boxing gloves with this one you can't go get the 30 out six with this one you got to put up some spiritual warfare you got to call on the name that is above every name you got to you got to plead the blood over your house you got to start saying Jesus uh, I plead the blood uh, I believe the power of the blood I believe the power of the name uh, we we might be abandoned uh, but but I want to pursue but we're not abandoned uh, we're not giving up we're not giving in oh giant you just rise up uh, but there is a name that is a strong power and the righteous run into it and are saved. I quoted that scripture. I said the righteous run into that name. That's why when your kids are sick, you better learn to call on the name of Jesus. That's when we're up against it. You better learn to call. You don't, you don't, need, you don't need to use four-letter words. You need to call Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't get me all wind up here tonight. I may preach past 8 o'clock. But the facts are overthrown but not overcome. Mm-mm. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. He'll silence the tongue of those that come against you. Oh, yes, he will. You're his children. You know what? You can mess with me. But let me tell you who you better not mess with is my wife and my kids. There's a man one time in this church. He had some bad things to say. I scared him to death. He was standing in my office. I jumped out of my chair. I came around that desk. I said, get out of this office. Oh, y'all believe I've done that? Yes, I did do that. I said, I don't want to see you anymore. You're not going to sit here and tell me that stuff. You're not going to talk about that in front of me. If, you, if you're worth your salt, sir, you take care of your kids too. You take care of your wife. You take care of your family. I wasn't going to hit him, but he went and told somebody, I thought that preacher was fixing to whip me. I felt like it. He needed it. Amen. Why, why are you saying all that? Because let me tell you about God. He's pretty protective over his kids. He's pretty protective about his children. You want to get on God's bad side? Just, just talk about his kids. Hallelujah. 
That's why you can pursue, but he won't abandon. You can, you can, you can knock me down, and, and you, can, you can say something, but let me tell you something. He's going to reach down and pick me up. When you're all said and done, God's not done. The bottom line is there's giants, and every giant will come against you that the devil can conjure up to try to stop you from being successful in living for God. But I've come to preach on a Wednesday night. There is no giant that can conquer the church. The gates of hell can't even prevail against the church. There's nothing that can stop you from being a one God Jesus name, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rolling, apostolic in the 21st century. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what anybody says about you. You get up every morning and you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. I may be broke today, but I thank you, Jesus. I may have the flu today, but I thank you, Jesus. My job may be in jeopardy but I thank you Jesus because he is on the throne and he happens to be the giant slayer and when you can't handle it he can when you don't know how to do it he does hallelujah is there anybody that believes tonight that we can conquer every giant that comes in our life You can go ahead and stand. The devil uses vision. You know what he does? He, 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 the Bible said, they said, we saw. We saw giants. You know what? There was another guy that saw giants, Brother David. There's another guy. He, he, he had a little old lunchbox taking his brother's lunch down to him. He was just a little shepherd boy, rudy-faced. Could play a harp, sing a little bit, write a little poetry. Good kid. God loved him. He's in the camp one day, and he hears this big, booming voice. Send me a man to fight. Devil produced another giant. He said, who's that? Oh, that's, son, you don't want to mess with him. That's Goliath. That's a giant. Send me a man to fight. It just echoed through the valley. All those old boys over in the camp of Israel just kind of hunkered down. I ain't going out there. I'm not fighting. He said, uh, I'll fight him. So I said, oh, oh no, you can't. Oh, yeah. I slew a bear. I slew a lion. I'll fight him. Get the picture. They put all Saul's armor on him. I mean... He couldn't even walk with that stuff on. He said, I can't do this. This is too much. He just took his slingshot, went down, picked up five smooth stones, walked out on the battlefield in the valley. And he said, I don't come to you with a sword or a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. The Lord God of Israel. Somebody say the Lord God of Israel. That's what he came in. He didn't come, he didn't come in the in, in David's name or Saul's name. He just came with a spiritual, spiritual warfare. Right there. Hit the ground. Big old giant, nine feet tall. David runs over. 
You want to know what I think? Bible don't say this. I'm preaching from DG 1 and 2 now. Here's what I think. I think he wasn't dead yet. I think he just might have stunned him a little bit. That's just what I think. Because the Bible said David took Goliath's own sword and he cut his head off. Giant killer. Not afraid. Don't, don't go by what you see. Well, I tell you, Pastor, things are rough. I tell you. You know, you got calamity howlers in every church. You know that, don't you? I tell you, I tell you, things ain't like they used to be. No, they're not. Cars are different. Washing machines are different. Neckties are different. Hairdos are different. Cell phones are different. It's not like it used to be. But he's still God. And we still serve him. And we're still going to depend on him. And we're still going to walk in, in, in the faith. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying no matter what comes your way, don't walk in, in fear. Don't let the devil's voice get to you. Don't let the devil's sight get to you. The Bible said they saw. There they saw giants. Oh, boy, they went back. They were, they were oh, we can't go. Uh, Moses, Moses, there. I'm telling you right now, they're bigger than we are. I'm telling you. No, Joshua and Caleb sitting over there whispering to one another, what are they talking about? We saw what they saw, but there's milk and honey in that land, and God's already given us that. You see, it makes a difference whether you got fear or faith because fear is the opposite of faith. When the devil's got you running scared all the time, that's right where he wants you. Don't you get up in the morning and flex your spiritual muscles and say, come on, old boy. I'll take you down to the valley and cut your head off. I'm here to tell you God will take care when you have faith. He will take care of you when you have faith. That's my sermon on first Wednesday. Don't think these kids don't get it. Don't think they don't get it. Some one of these parents, grandparents the other night were telling me something that they said, oh, that was, that's good. You learned that in kid life. They said, uh-uh, we heard that. Brother Danny said that on Wednesday night. They get it. Kids, don't let the giants take you. Just get it. Amen. Anybody here believe God's going to give us victory in our lives? God's going to give us victory when we walk by faith. Remember that scripture. Remember it all day tomorrow. Remember it this week. Walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to close with this, and listen to me right now. If you walk by sight, if you watch the TV all the time, there's nothing but negative on it. If you read the newspaper, it thrives on bad news, Ronnie. It's just all bad stuff. Everybody likes bad news. They want to read about the bad stuff. How many times you ever seen anybody get excited because they said, well, today is a beautiful day. The sun is shining and uh, the wind's not blowing. People are less sick today than they've been. You don't see it. They, they throw the paper away. But you let somebody shoot 20 people. Let a car run through a building somewhere. You go buy an extra copy. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. The world thrives on bad news. Amen? They make their living on bad news. 
Well, I got some good news for you today. Wake up in the morning and realize that the giant killer is in you. And the giant killer is going to walk with you. It doesn't matter what the devil says tomorrow. The giant killer's in, inside. And the giant killer is going to say it's okay. Hallelujah. Put your hands up all over this place. Let's give God some praise. We don't see the giants. We see victory. We see waters rolling back. We see a land filled with milk and honey. We see the blessings of God. We see the goodness of God. We see glory and power and anointing. We see people coming to the Lord. We see the cross of Calvary. We see the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're not looking at giants today. We're looking at victory. We're looking at a land that's flowing with milk and honey. We're looking at something that God's going to provide for us. Oh, Rain on us, Jesus. Rain on us, Jesus. Let the blessings of God rain on us right now. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give me praise before we're dismissed tonight. There's no giant too big. God's got it. God's got it. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. We're going to have an apostolic time here Sunday. This, this place is going to be filled with people that love God, and I'm looking for you. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful night.